wait is over. The new season of Sloppy Horror Podcast is finally upon us. Eli Roth versus Rob Zombie. Who will be our winner? To start off this challenge, we will be looking at one of Eli's movies, his 2005 horror thriller, Hostel. It's hard to put in words the impact that Hostel has had, but we're going to do our best. The realistic gore is raw, frightening, and in your face, and Eli never shies away from the carnage. But it's shot under the guise of a real movie. It isn't sold as found footage or gritty. He makes horror for cinema, and that's why fans even outside of the community are familiar with his work. I'm willing to bet there's a strong possibility that even some of your parents have seen Hostel. Eli's skills as a filmmaker could carry him in any genre, but he chooses to pay it forward to the genre that we all love so much, and for that, I must applaud him. And this is actually the first Roth film we have covered here on Sloppy Horror, and you guys are here with us. So it's time to start this challenge and find a winner. So no matter where you're at on this giant rock that we call home, you're in the right place and you are welcome on this train to nowhere. Without any further introduction, here is our take on Hostel. Welcome back to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. I am your host and your scary movie companion, Christian Ramey. And back again for another season, giving you a reason to add some season. All right, I, you know what? I, it's hard to do another season. You got, you know I'll get it, We've Mark. been away for almost two weeks, and you yeah. come in with that bullshit? Well, look, it's another season okay. with a reason for y'all to be believing. That's a good one. Yeah, okay. uh-huh. like see, see, there. we went right there. I like what you did there. Welcome back, everybody. Clapping cheeks. Clapping cheeks, as always. Just say my name. Mr. Ozark Mark. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the infamous, the one and only, the fantastic, one-of-a-kind show there is in your earlobes. It's the Sloppy Horror Podcast. And this is a special season. This is a season that we've never done before. This is, oh, yeah. this is the ultimate battle. And we're picking two people. Two people to versus each other in the pit of death, as we call. Okay, they're going head-to-head. It's Eli Roth versus Robert Zombert. Okay? Now, if you're not familiar, we'll sum it up for you real quick. This is what happens. We're taking two movies from Mr. Eli Roth. We're taking two movies from Mr. Robert Zombert. We're going to put them together. We're going to rate them in our little fancy-dancy, once-pantsy, sobby horror machine. And then at the end, we're going to crown a winner of who is the king director of the Splat Pack, as you would say. Now, that's a big summary of what's going up in this season so we are on the first episode we're going to kick it off with a movie from mr eli roth real eli roth is up first and we're talking about what movie of his mr christian ramey thank you for that ozark mark thank you for taking that from me i appreciate that you're welcome that's a lot of work i know Mm, that's why i don't do that often but you know i figured we switch it up yeah no that's fine and i need to do something to keep my mind off cigarettes because it's day three of me quitting cigarettes and my fucking body is going crazy well well, good for you ozark mark good for you crazy i'll keep what i wrote aside that being said (laughs) did you write that oh no it's not important anymore it's no longer important apparently you didn't write anything down my feelings have been trampled on i will recover because we're talking about hostile Okay, this is a uh, one-of-a-kind movie here, Mark. Granted, there were sequels, 
but this movie had traction. How many sequels of this movie are there? There are three hostels, Ozark, Mark. Okay. Uh, the first two were heavily Eli Roth. The third one was not directed by Eli Roth, but obviously his world, his, you know, his people's. Does it's he get paid story. for something like that? Oh, absolutely. fucking Okay. For sure. Um, but this first movie, why this gains traction, Mark, is this is bigger. This is bigger than horror community. A lot of people know the movie Hostel. I mean, your parents may know of the movie Hostel. This is a popular, popular movie. Eventually, the term torture porn kind of got coined with a few of these guys within the splat pack. I'm not a huge fan of that saying myself, uh, and I know a few others aren't either. I don't know. It just kind of, I think it undercuts what these movies are because they're horror movies. They really are one-of-a-kind horror movies, and when you put it into something like that, it almost makes it seem as if it's like a uh, like a Serbian film or a human centipede level. And I don't, I don't think it's there because I think this is a great movie that plays on real fears. This isn't ghosts and skeletons. This isn't, you know, oh, man, here's a haunted possession. Here's a killer doll. Here's a dream demon guy. This is something that is very fearful, being in an element that's not your own, and it's very American for people to have no idea what the fuck is in Europe, and they have no idea. So this I is have just no pr- idea what the hell's in Europe. So you know, it, but I kind of don't want to go to Europe after watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this real quick: Do you think that adds like to the fear? Would you think this movie would be any less scary if this if the entire movie took place in America? No, no, it, it would not be scary, Mark. And you have to, <clears throat> this is going to kind of segue into a double thing here. You have to think 2005, this is just a few years out from 9-11. So xenophobia definitely at the highest of highs. People aren't very comfortable in places that aren't their own. Like people were, <laughs> international travel wasn't high on the list after for those few years. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. Clearly, people were fearful. And that's when movies like this started to come out. Because obviously, horror movie, there's a domino effect. Something big. Okay, the nuclear bomb goes off in Japan. Godzilla comes out a few years later. Things aren't a coincidence. You can connect the dots. But this kind of spark of fear, I think, came from that. And it, I mean, it took place in uh, Slovakia. But actually, most of it like filmed in Prague. So, But people in Slovakia were pissed. They were like, hey, man, you made our people look bad. And he's like, well, anybody from Slovakia could see that the Americans are kind of kind of shitty the whole time you know they they missed many warning signs and they were trampling very rudely over other people's you know they were being a dick even to the point where bloody disgusting a very well credited horror site made the fan or not i don't want to say fan theory but the theory to say that hostile is uh paxton is the american before 9-11 during 9-11 then after 9-11 like, you know, he's, like, naive, he's doing whatever, and then he moves into the intense situation. Kind of, you know, artsy-fartsy film stuff, but definitely close. I don't think they were at a complete miss. I just don't think people make movies to uh, put an exclamation point to what's going on during their times. I think you drop, drop a big nuclear bomb on Japan... Shit was probably messed up for a few years. They probably saw some mutated things, some not great stuff. So this was a general fear. It's not like they're like, hey, man, we're going to go with this. It's not that at all. These people are genuinely afraid of something. So, like, it sparked from the real fear. And 
there are a, a lot of people where this is, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, this is a scary movie that could get me. Now, I'm, I'm a little more cultured now that I'm older. I'm more familiar with, you know, different places in Europe. But I'm saying this could happen in Texas. This could happen in some rural area in Indiana. This could happen anywhere. But the not knowing your way around, that's going to that's gonna throw you off no matter what. But when you're dealing with, um, I don't know, the language barriers are kind of scary too. You know, you feel like you can't you can't get through to somebody. So that's that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. So I think that uh, there aren't many movies that kind of represent that as well as Hostel does. Like the fear of going somewhere. Well, they're not fearful at first, but it changes very quickly. They realize how alone they are out there. Oh, yeah. And they shouldn't have gone to that. <laughs> you know, they were fine in Amsterdam. Yeah, but, uh, well, I guess you know. I guess we should give them a synopsis. Oh yeah, sure. Before we continue this any further, if uh, you haven't seen this movie, uh, you know, give them the synopsis, please, Christian Ramey. All right. So we have three siblings. They each have animals. There's Shadow. There's Chance, and there's Sassy. What happens is they all get lost. All right, and they have to return. Okay, that's not what happens. That's not what happens in this movie. The movie we're talking about. We got Americans, two Americans. We got Josh, we got Paxton. They're backpacking through Europe. They pick up another friend in Iceland, or, you know, an Iceland fella, um, and his name is Ollie. So this movie starts with these three gentlemen. They're having fun, doing what, uh, you know, 20 something year old kids do go out drinking, looking for ladies, looking to get in a couple fights, looking to prove their manhood, you know. But I tell you, as they're walking through Amsterdam, as they're walking through places, they're not being very respectful. They're very much cocky, confident, and they feel like they're at home. And they end up meeting some people, you know, and they're looking for girls. And the fella says, oh, you're looking for girls? You got to go east. I'll show you the spot. Yeah, this little weird dude named Alex. And he takes them on a train out there. The whole thing's a setup. Here's what's happening, folks. There is an elite group of hunters, if you will. And what happens is these really rich folks, they, um, they, they auction off these people that they kidnap. And Paxton and Josh are people that they eventually kidnap. They bring these people to a hostel, make it seem like everybody's having a good time. They kind of honey, honeypot them with girls, you know, make it seem like, yeah, everybody wants to fuck, everybody wants to party. Boom. You get a little dose in your drink, you wake up in this place. And in order to be in this place, these people that are about to kill you, it's usually just one person, and they had to bid at an auction for you. And it's a group, uh, elite group of hunters. And that's, that's how they view themselves. But they're really just sadistic people who want to fucking kill people, and they pay high dollars for it. But it's like an elite club, or that's how they view it. You have to get a tattoo to get in the club. Very top secret. The whole town's in on it. The police, the whole surrounding people... It's all a big ploy to get these people trapped inside this hostel, drugged, and then eventually sold to be tortured. Or, I mean, whatever these people want to do to them. You just do it just to tickle them. All right, yeah, you're free to go. You're, uh, you're able to get out of here. I just uh, I, I wanted to do this. This was fun. This was fun. I just wanted to tickle you. I just wanted to see if I could tickle someone so they pissed their pants, and I, I have done so. I have done so. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry. Here is some pants here. I cool, will man. go. It's cool, though, man. You know, Americans, you know, we're worth the most. We are. So 
if you were to get kidnapped and put into the situation, you might not have to get attacked for a while because you're like the highest valued. You know what I mean? That's a good point. You got a lot of beginners there that probably will go the cheap route. I think the Russians were the most cheapest ones. (laughs) Yeah, like the the locals. Like the locals were cheap. Yeah, (laughs) locals are cheap. The Americans, we were the most. But that's a good point, man. But that's a very scary thing. That's a very that's the thing that makes this what makes this movie scary. Yes, it is very gory, but it's a very gory situation. So you gotta have gore. You gotta you gotta you know you gotta put emphasis on the gore, which is cool. Hey, if you don't like the gore, stop watching after about 45 minutes. Because the first 45 minutes is all titties and sex and, you know, a young boy's uh, dream, really. You know, I mean, can you imagine having this movie back when you were like 12 years old or something? Oh, yeah. And Ozark, let's 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 go. I mean, it was we weren't far off. It was 2005. So, I mean, how old was I? I was like 15 or something. I don't know. Sorry, 16, something like that. Um, could you imagine... A movie dialogue like this, folks, we will warn you, okay? Now, if you're older, you won't care. But if you're a younger audience member, be warned. This is how males talk to each other in the early 2000s and before, since ever. There's a lot of like, oh, that's gay. Oh, that's retarded. What are you doing, fag? Like, you're going to hear that a lot of times in this movie. And Do I would... really? Because I haven't... I mean, it's it's a lot. I mean, I don't talk like that anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I don't talk like that anymore because I feel like I would notice it. Sure. But we don't. You don't. I, didn't, I didn't notice it that bad. Is it that bad in the movie? Like, even amongst people's friends groups, it's not as bad. Like, I mean, that's just how guys used to talk to each other. But it's just different now. Like, it may be an occasional... Uh, I, I don't even think people say that's gay anymore. Like, people don't really say that. It's like, oh, that's no, fucked. No, I remember there were infomercials yeah. on TV of, like, Wanda Sykes or something, like, yelling at two kids because they said something's gay, and she's just in a restaurant just yelling at them. <laughs> like, yeah. that's the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all can't say that. <laughs> but, um, you know, don't, don't, don't discredit the year that it came out so just if you're a person easily offended by that maybe that's a trigger warning but it's not uh i don't i don't know if there was any gay men in the movie so there's no it it wasn't directed they the comments were directed at straight males but it wasn't a derogatory term so okay as long as you say if you say it to a straight male it's fine so you know it don't matter you can say anything to him it's good it's true it's true it's good that's it you know, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <clears throat> I was just saying a good point uh, to what I think made this movie work is the actors were great. The dudes were super vulnerable. Like, they were screaming, they were crying, and you don't really see that often. Most times you get James Bond in the chair, like, you can hit my nutsack with a fucking, you know, leather strap, and I'm still, like, you ever see that James Bond? Where his balls are hanging and then they were hitting like I mean it didn't show his beanbag but they were cracking him bro and he's just like I'm gonna make my way out you know he was all confident these dudes I no, mean they were I mean, they were scared for the, their life the rightfully first, so yeah the first guy Josh he was he was you can he was he had snot running down tears everything like that's probably what would happen in that situation I don't know Mark I really think like you and I would accept our fate. Like, we'd accept our fate. Like, we would say, like, obviously, we'd wait for opportune moments, but not going to beg. I'm going to be like, fuck you. Just be like, I, I would be talking shit. Like, yeah, cool. Kill, killed that a three. You're real cool. I'm just talking shit. Like, yeah, you're real 
powerful. Ho 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 ho! Yeah, I'm on these. You're drilling through, and it would hurt. And I, would, but I know I'm dead. You know, you know, you're dead at that point. So it's just like the only thing you could really do the is only torment thing, this guy's soul the only, for the rest the of his life. The only thing you could try to do is convince him to unhook you to where you could defend yourself at some point. Just make him basically call him a bitch. It's not going to work, obviously, but that's the best thing you could do is talk shit to him, and hopefully, you could he could get. You him so mad that he wants like to fight you like straight up, but yeah, I would be afraid, but I'm not gonna tell him. No, you, you know, no. like that's bullshit. Because that's what they want. Yeah, that's bullshit. I'm not gonna give you what you came here to pay for, you little son of a bitch. You might get me, I might die, but I'm gonna be. Hey, did you hear the one about the priest and the rabbi walking in the bar? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> like they would be beating the shit out of me. So, I don't know, but these guys crushed it. I mean, they really did an amazing job at, like, being vulnerable, displaying that. And um, I just thought it worked all across the board. Even the really hot chicks that, like, kind of tricked them, kind of duped them into, you know, getting sold into the hostel. Because, like, right when you got to the hostel, the front desk people are like, oh, I'm sorry, you have roommates. They're like, well, we got a room with people? That's dumb. And then they get there, it's like two hot chicks, like, changing. And they're like, oh, it's okay, you come in here. We're going to the spa. Join us. It's just like, once again, that's an easily set up situation for some 20-something-year-old boys. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, these girls love us. 100% because it's stupid. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Two hot girls changing. Why wouldn't you think so? I'm at least happy about one thing, Mark. What's that? The girls bang them. That is true. I was thinking about that too. At they least, send them off. At least if they're going to be sadistic to you and you're going to get sold and get your innards ripped out and all kind of whatever the hell they're going to do to you, at least the chicks were courtesy enough to bang you before they sold you. Yeah, and these are like runway supermodels. Like we might, add. and I'm not saying that like being a creep. I'm saying these girls are like. No, they're hot for sure. I mean, they're, like the, they're everyone super hot. at the hostel. It's like these yeah. are like gorgeous people. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Oh, they're really good at doing it, Mark. They set them up. Oh, yeah. They set them up good. You know what else is funny, Mark? Inside this little town, they have this little group of kids, and these kids are hooligans, dude. They're murderers. They're savages, and they will hold you up for bubble gum. They will take your phone. They will stop your car. You're going to give them some gum. You're going to give them something, or they're going to mess you up. I know. Just for bubble gum. That's hilarious. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, it shouldn't all the things, be funny, like, but it is. It's not, but it is. <laughs> Bubblegum. <laughs> I wonder, though, how he, because at the, basically, if you fast forward to the end, he's on, he's getting away. He got away from the hostel. Sorry to spoil the movie for you, but he got away from the fucking uh, place where he's dying. He gets out. And he's driving through the town, and he's in a high-speed chase to the guards there or whatever, trying to get him back. And, of course, he goes down the alley, and, of course, all the bubblegum kids sit there, and they stand there, and they're like not let him go but he, he has a bag full of bubble gum in the car so then obviously he gives them said bubble gum and then so there had to be some interaction for him to tell them to fuck these dudes up that are following him but the language barrier how did he tell them well here's what it was they out. stole that car if you remember in the beginning like when they took him to that place the security guys had this big-ass bag of candy because they know they're going to deal with these fucking kids at some point. So that was like their little stash to keep the kids away from them. Right. So he stole the car that had the 
big ass bag of candy. It wasn't like a little bag. It was like a fucking massive bag of candy. And he pulled up and the kid stopped him and he just looked over and saw the massive bag. He's like, you have the whole fucking thing. But by the time the other dudes pulled up, they didn't have shit and they couldn't offer him anything because these kids got a giant ass bag of candy. They're just eating it. And they're like, get out of the way. And they're pretty much like, fuck you. What do you, <laughs> beat this, beat this. And then like when they were trying to refute that, they just beat the shit out of them and killed them. Like just smashed them with rocks. It's like our, our dude just took this up with this trash bag full of candy. You're going to have to up the ante, homeboy, or you ain't crossing the road. So... I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. In the beginning, though, let me ask you if you could ever do this. Did you ever double-team a girl with another dude? Because Paxton and Ollie do that. They they buy a whore from, uh, you know, Amsterdam, and they go in the room, and you see you don't see it, but you see the shadow, and Josh is all like, oh, you know, pussy about it or whatever. But, you know... Paxton's sitting there getting dome. Ollie's there hitting it from the back, and then you just see them fist bump like during it. Like that I don't is know one of the funniest scenes uh, no, in the movie. It's but I don't think like, I, I could never do that with like another. I don't want to. I don't like, think I could. That's just weird. Yeah, I don't, that's not something I'm trying it's to weird. go for. No, not the threesome I imagine. No, it's like this is this is I'm, I'm focusing on one thing here. You know, this is my shit. This, this is what I'm doing. You, this you, is for her. You go. You do know, this. I, well, I don't want that. I want two for one for me. Right. Like this. This is this is for her. Yeah. This is her dream come true. You know. This is this is uh, sloppy horror podcast live and live and interactive. That's that's bullshit. That's bull- where, where's our transaction out of the whole? I don't like it. I don't like it because if I gotta look you in your eyes while you're doing somebody, I'm gonna be. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I don't know if we can move past that. <laughs> and we've been through some stuff. I don't know. I'm gonna need more than a trash bag of candy. <laughs> yeah, that is one of the funniest parts in the movie. <laughs> And it's like kind of like like seventies porno music, and you just, like you don't see them fist bump. You see the shadow, like the the silhouette of yeah. them behind a white wall doing it, just right. like fist bump. All right, shit. yeah, that was uh, that was funny. That was a lot of fun. But the I, what the, the second hostel is a lot of fun too. It actually kind of continues after this one. So Paxton's in the beginning. We'll say. I just think it's very interesting to have this kind of concept where people are hunting people, they're bidding on people, auctioning people, and like you would like in the back of your head, like you think, oh, okay, maybe there could be something like that, but this put it into perspective, and like it showed the different rooms. I thought one of the coolest scenes in this movie was when Paxton, because he probably could have got away if he didn't go looking for his friends. Because he got, like, locked in that closet when he got, like, roofied. But then he he went got locked in a closet on accident. And, like, when I first watched it, I thought it was on purpose. I thought they were trapping him in there. But I think he really just got trapped in there, missing the bathroom. Right. And they weren't able to get him. Yeah. So he woke up and couldn't find his friends. They had checked out of the hotel or the hostel. If he would have just left, he could have left. And, like, he would have been better off. But... He didn't. He was a hero. He was looking for his friends. He eventually gets what he wants. He goes to the place, and he sees his buddy all cut up and shit, and then some big guys just come and grab him and start dragging him down the hallway. And as they're dragging him down, it's just 
great camera work, man. It shows his feet, shows his face, but then it kind of shows his POV. And he's like looking in these rooms and he sees these other people who are unfortunately tied up. There's people getting like electrocuted and skinned and shot and punched. Like, he just, it's wild. It's a lot to take in if you've never seen this movie before. And I don't think it's distasteful because Eli Roth has this thing where he's, in his gory scenes, he shoots it in very, it's not a gritty way. In a different way, opposed from like a Rob Zombie, he kind of goes more cinematic with his whatever, but his he also has like a dialogue. There's lots of fucking, there's drugs, there's things like that. It's he, he has some smut, but when it comes down to the gore scenes, like he really shoots them in a artistic way. It's more of like, if you really go and watch them, and especially so once you get into Hostel 2, I really think he like, crafted the beauty of kills yeah because yeah, in these ones there's it's like half and half it's half gore half implied you know kind of sure you know you see like the most part of it but the actual like connection of some things you don't see you or he cuts away to their reaction or something so you get the idea well sometimes that's better and that's how you um can <clears throat> that spread this movie to a wider audience that toe mark all the toe. And then it went to her clipping her nails. The other yeah. one. You're just like, bro, leave the toes alone. Like, leave no, that alone. No, They need to leave the goddamn Keeley's tendons alone. They did it again. Why is this a go-to? It was Josh, and he was getting and he was getting cut up by that surgeon doctor guy, the guy from the train. Bought him. He's like, oh, you want to go? Okay, you can go. Go ahead. And he opens the door and walks away. And he gets up, and he but he sliced both of his Achilles tendons. And he gets up, and they, like, fold. Oh, and he falls. Oh, dude. That was a good one. It made me cringe. That was a good one. It made me cringe, and it will make me cringe until the end of time every time I see that little Oh, now, I really applaud this movie for that because this movie does make me anxious while I'm watching it. And there aren't a lot of movies that do that for me in the horror movie realm. I mean, I still love to watch them. They're close to my heart. But like, if I'm watching Jason Takes Manhattan, <clears throat> I'm not, oh, my God. Oh. No, because but, every, every no. time I put on Hostel, though, it's. That's, be- that's because it's based all, there's everything could happen. This is based on all all reality. There are no made-up monster characters. There's no made-up immoral people. There's no people are horror the monsters. Guy. These are people. These are foreign people. A pe- people that you're not familiar with and a place you're not familiar with and a place you'll probably never go. Mm-hmm. So it's very believable that, that high-ranked people do fucked up shit. That's a common belief that rich, the elite... Are they always, there's already been proof that they've been doing fucked up shit. Yeah, they're always corrupt. Yeah, they're always corrupt, and we've only gotten a little bit of what they do. I'm sure. I, I, it's I, very I th- believable that there is some place in the world that exists that is like this. But I think it would work internationally, too. Like, I think if you were to make an Italian horror movie, like, really popular in Italy, where they went to America and they got lost in Texas, and these people were like, fuck them up. Like, that would be so terrifying to them. Yes. Because I, I don't know where I am. Right. And it just, it was the perfect timing for that. It really was. And the fun part about this is Eli, he had did Cabin Fever before this, but he wanted to make... You know, he didn't know what he what he wanted to make. He had this idea, 
but he went to Quentin Tarantino and he was talking to him and apparently Quentin was like, well, what do you want to do? He rattled off a few ideas and then he's like, well, and there's this that I'm sitting on and he read off Hostel and he's like, you're doing that. That's it. Why are you not doing that right now? He's like, yeah, I don't know. He's like, no, go to Europe, film it cheap, do it indie style, make that right now. That will be a banger. And sure enough, he was right because I don't. Uh, um, let me let me see if this is right here um, on the front page of my thing here because the it, the crazy part about this is they didn't. I mean, it wasn't. I don't want to say it was cheap. It was cheap to whatever degree, like in film, not for us. But let's see what our uh, our budget here was four point eight million. Our turnaround on this is eighty two million. Wow, that's that's a hit. That that's yeah. That's a hit. That's bud. That's, a, <laughs> that's that's a fucking hit, sir. That's okay, hit. that's the only way to describe it. I love that's some of my favorite part about horror movies. Like when you see that like Blair Witch kind of thing where you're just like you it guys costs just put, this much and you get the It makes you happy because I mean when Avengers does well, you know it's gonna do well. They've been promoting it for a year. It's everywhere. It's all over your cups whenever you go to a fast food restaurant, whatever. You know it's gonna do well. It's right as rain. But when you see something that is new, when it's new, even if it's an evil dead or whatever, a nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, yeah, this was made for three hundred thousand dollars. How much did it make? Uh forty million? You're like, Oh my god. That, what what were those parties like after that weekend? What was that like Monday like? What was like, you know, the following Mondays when that took off? Exactly. Like picture how you banged your wife that weekend. Bro, you're just like you know, you're I mean, it, you probably went on a rager. On a rage. I mean, I would have. I would have. But here's the thing, Ozark Mark, a lot of people discredit Eli Roth, give him, you know, they kind of not everyone is a fan of them. Not everybody is a fan of Rob Zombie. There are people who aren't fans of both, but there are fans who are fans of one and not the other. So it's kind of an interesting parallel here. But I think those two unfairly got a bad rap coming out because <clears throat> these guys making, I mean, they made some very impactful movies that people will still talk about today and they're still huge fans of. So. Hostel, it doesn't feel this old. 2005? 2005, no. bro? I mean, that's... What is that? Great Mark. math. Mark, you know what that is. It's 17 uh, uh, years. Uh, 17 years, yes. I'm sorry, dude. Like, right. Okay, everybody's brain works certain ways, okay? You're right. All right? And when, right. And when numbers come up, it doesn't work for me. I, a lot of times I have to write stuff down. With Dude, I just, I just have to think and bit, whatever. I'm done thinking. What I do want to think about or know about, I want to know some more things about this movie, Christian Ramey. Is it time? Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the What Do You Know Here. This is the segment here where we're here to tell you 
something that you may or may not know about this movie. Now, if this is your first time here, where the hell have you been? So we're going to tell you something here, okay? We're going to tell you things that you may or may not know about this movie. Now, you may know things about this movie already. If you know what we know, you're going to find out what we know already together. We're going to know together. We're going to have a we know gasm. But if you don't know what we know, you're about to find out what we know. And you're going to have a better, better, wetter, greater, grittier we know gasm. Okay, now if you never had one, now's the time to get one. Now, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you something that I may or may not know tell about Tell me what movie. you know. Okay, look at this here. I got it written down because it's a little bit complicated. But, uh, okay, so there's a special director's cut of this movie, okay, which you guessed it. It has an alternate ending. They like to they do that. They always love to they do love this. That. I swear to God. Everybody, can you just pick one ending and stick with it? They leave it open know. for debate. I got to flip my hat around because there's something that's in my eyeball. You're it's a little strange. like Tom Sawyer. Thank you. So, in the alternate ending, the surgeon guy, you know, the guy on the train, the guy who dissects Josh, the guy who touches his leg. Yeah, the, the Dutch, Dutch businessman. The man. Dutch businessman. You know, he... Hey. You know, Paxton kills him at the end in a bathroom. He drowns him in his poopy toilet. He does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> and he doesn't even kill him with that. That's That was the funnier part. It's just yeah. like, here's your shit. Yeah, here's your shit. Now eat it. Uh, in alternate ending, <laughs> Paxton <laughs> kills his daughter, the Dutch guy's daughter, in front of him. Whoa, that's messed up. That is messed up. Honestly, I kind of like that idea better. You know, if this guy killed my friend, you know, my good friend, yeah, you know, I'd go, I'd find his daughter, and then I'd kill his daughter in front of him. Okay. And okay. then I'd kill him, too, you know, okay. the, the I, two for one. But that's the alternate ending. I think I might kind of, I think I, you know, both endings would be satisfying to me, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, that's I a hard th- pick between. Which which ending do you like better? Do you like the fact that he just drowns him in his poopy water? I do. I do. I like that. Um well, I don't know. I think if you, like, end the movie with child death, it, like, sends everybody in, like, a... Well, who's the good guy? Everybody sucks here. You know, because... Yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> that's a good point, dude. He, he, he died kind of a hero, and he kind of... Well, he didn't. No, he lost his fingers. Spoiler part two. <laughs> but, you know, what you gonna do? You I gonna think do most here? people have seen the second one. I, I would think so, too. Uh, what do you know about this movie? Well, I got a lot of stuff that I know about this movie here. I got a lot of stuff. So please tell me. Ozark Mark, here's the thing. You wonder what people come up with crazy ideas for stuff like this. You wonder, right? Yeah, I wonder. Well, apparently, Mr. Eli Roth heard about a real website where people could pay to go and hunt people. But these people who were being killed and shot signed up willingly. I guess they were like fatally sick or they had problem, you know, they didn't want to be here anymore, but they would get a significant amount of money that would go to the families. So, like, it was kind of like a, uh, I don't know if a hero thing, like, I'm sick, I'm not going to make it, so I'm going to go Rambo in the jungle until they find me. Once they get me, you guys are going to get a million dollars, you know. But apparently, he had heard of a real website, and he wanted to do a documentary about it, but he didn't. Instead, he just wrote this movie. But he sat on it for a while until he talked to Mr. Uh, Tarantino there. Huh. So not that kind of interesting? That website's really fucking crazy, by the way. I'm sure there's... There. How do you find something like that? Now it's on the black web. The, it, the dark internet. How do you get to the dark internet? 
Um, you know, there's a few different, like, it's pretty much the, you're not downloading Chrome, <laughs> you know, there's different, uh, it's, there's different service that you can go through, mm. and then, um, some people upgrade the computers with different spyware, things of that nature. Oh, okay. To help yeah, because I know there's, there's dark websites of, like, people can watch, pay, like, something like this, like a room, they have somebody in a room, and you can pay them. Torture them and stuff like that. Yeah, there's yeah. websites like that too. Dark web is a very, very scary place. Don't go to it. Yeah, and that's what that's that's what makes this kind of real. Yeah. You know, I know a little something else. What? You know the funny cab driver that takes him? Yeah. You know, he's weird, doesn't have his teeth. Yeah. Well I guess they had to use a stunt double for the driving because that guy came to the scene way too drunk to drive. And then, like, the guys in the back seat were kind of like, yeah, let's go for it. And Eli Roth's like, absolutely not. This guy is hammered. Like, we, no fucking way. <laughs> we, no. We're just no. gonna, <laughs> we'll get his drunk face talking, and then we'll use the stunt double. So, and then, like, when you kind of rethink about scene, you're like, yeah, that, guy, that guy's probably pretty drunk. He looked pretty drunk to me. Drunker than a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a little bit of fun right Why there. Why do people show up to movies drunk? What the hell's wrong with you? What makes I, you think? It's a job. It's I, not I don't it's think you understood the assignment. Probably not the language barrier. Nope. It goes, it goes in and out again. Wow, those are some great facts about this movie here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you know anything else about this movie here? I, no, I think that sums it up. I think well, that's, that's a good, good. That's a good way to get our feet back in the water here. That's good facts. That's good stuff? Yeah. I like it. Okay, we're going to go now. Mark, Mr. Rosark, Mark. You know, how about that crazy, jazzed-up American bounty hunter? Like, the guy that paid to kill people. Paxton escaped, you remember? And then he ended up getting on that elevator, and he went to a floor where the people were staying that were killing. They were the ones doing the killing. They were, like, the guests paying the money. And Paxton managed to, like, change into this suit so he didn't look like a person that was there to be killed. And this guy walks in, and he's like, Hey, man, what do you think? He's like, this outfit's kind of weird. But he's like this jacked up American dude ready to do some killing. And you're like, oh my God. Like, I know it's not funny what he's talking about, but it is funny because he's like, yeah, man. This dude really wanted to kill somebody. I know. But he makes a good point. The scariest thing he says, he's like, hey, man. He's like, pussy's pussy. Okay. He's like, I fucking hit hit two whores before I got here. Like, it's all the same. This is something you never forget. And you know somebody will get somebody who's rich like that or fucking wealthy like that who can pay with forever whatever they want and do whatever they want. You know they're going to get desensitized to some of the most things that people find pleasure in. And it could be where that's another believable thing. Like there could be people very well to this point where the only rush they get is from this. Yeah, I agree. That's fucking terrifying. That's super scary, dude. Now, if I can ask you, what's your favorite part of this movie? What stands out to you? I know you usually go for the comedy points. I do usually go for the uh, comedy points. Um, just, uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go, well, it's kind of comical, but the part where the, um, uh, what's her name, Canna. Oh, uh, yeah, the, like, the, when he uh, goes. For, Asian girl. Yeah, when he fun, when he's about to escape and he hears her screaming and he goes back for her. And it's that jacked up American dude just burning her fucking face and her eyeball. 
And, like, of course, you know, Paxton shoots the guy. But then she's just sitting here with a dangling eyeball. And then, like, he cuts it off. And then it's just ooze popping out of it. I'm like, oh, my God. I feel like that ooze was honey mustard. It was something like that. But, you know, like, I'm going like, oh, what is that? But, you know, they're sitting there. As soon as they let that off, you know, they're all laughing in the background when they were filming it. You yeah, know just I mean? like, oh, it looks nasty, bro. Yeah, so I saw, I saw the fun in that that scene there uh-huh. it's a little bit graphic of course but it, it was just funny and she jumped in front of a train after she saw her face even oh, though yeah. she escaped you know how mad i'd be like because he could have escaped again oh i know he right there yeah. and avoided any kind of like oh, dude, he, he so killed mad. like seven people on his way out yeah like dude's a beast like he, he did that with like two fingers on one hand pretty sure that was his dominant hand too Son of a bitch. Dude, I would be so mad if I went back for some girl that I barely fucking knew, which I obviously wouldn't do. But if I did do that and then we finally get there, I don't care how mutilated your face is, bitch. I just went back and saved you. You're going to get some surgery. You're going to get a glass eye. You're going to get some. Yeah. You're going to have to make this work. Look, I'll be the one that bangs you if you're ever feeling lonely anymore, okay? But I I went back and I saved your ass and you jump in front of a train. Yeah. You fucking Bitch. Mm. Well, he, she did kind of... I think she distracted everyone. He was getting chased by some people, right? They were getting chased? Yeah, they, they, like, they escaped, but then, like, people were on the lookout. There were people at that train station from their place, like, looking for them, and she just jumped in front of the train, and it mutilated her, oh, sprayed yeah. other people with her blood, and then everybody's screaming, and then, like, everybody ran up to that, and he was able to kind of, like... Creep in the shadows and disappear. Get out of there. Yeah, what a wild, what a wild concept. What a wild concept. He could have left many a times. He could have left many a times. I feel like it was Josh's fault. He was talking shit in that club that one night. I feel like it was his fault. Remember? What did he say again? Oh, he got, yeah. almost got in a fight with that guy. Oh yeah, and yeah. And he's yeah. like, "I'm an American." And I'm just like, oh, "Don't be quiet. <laughs> just be quiet." No. I'm going to be out there in a fucking turtleneck and shit. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all we do. Yeah. 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 I, I just want to fit in. You know, you got to fit in to get in. And that's what I would do. I don't know. I wouldn't trust going to any disco from some Russian girl. Well, I'm nah. definitely, I'm not, take, I'm not taking drinks and drugs that these people are giving me. Hell No. Uh-uh, no. Can you give me a bottle, please? No. Let me see you take the bottle cap off. Thank you. Give that to me. Yes. Drink it first. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's your favorite part? You got a favorite part? Hmm. Probably, it, it would probably be that uh, drag down the hallway. I think that's just a great shot. Uh, it, it lives with me forever and ever and ever. I did... See one guy hosing down a room like, oh, my God. The Dutch guy is very funny in his own way. But when, you remember when he t- when he touched Josh's leg on the train and he's like, get the fuck off me, man. And he's like, I'm sorry. Goodbye. <laughs> like, he just left really quick. It was like, uh-oh, I've upset him. <laughs> like That scene makes me laugh always, that little interaction. Um, but I thought it kind of went a little in depth to like really why he wanted to do it. It wasn't like he was just crazy. He wanted to be a surgeon, but he couldn't. So like you're like, okay, I mean, still really messed up to do that, but all right, you have like a, you see what's going on to some degree. 
But I, I don't know, man. It, it's really hard to sum up my favorite part, but he cracked me up. So the Dutch guy and, and the front desk guy. Yes, I that, love that. I love that guy, guy. I love that guy too. Calm I came down, in. man. So I'm done, man. You just check out. <laughs> I don't know. He wasn't here this morning. It's cool, man. We give you another room. Chill out. Chill out. <laughs> you might have roommates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's weird. It's funny because he comes up and he realizes like they're doing the exact same thing. Like, oh yeah, we're going to go to spa. They did it to him again. Oh no! It was some deja vu with different people, and he knew oh. it was a setup. Yeah. But for real, for real, if I'm being quite honest, like, I don't see myself Batmaning the situation. In Europe, it's pretty easy to hop a train and ride a couple hours and be into civilized, like a U.S., uh, you know, take me to a U.S. embassy, please, the closest one. And you're just like, yeah, there's some shit happening here. That's the realistic situation of what would happen if that happened. Like, she's not that far from all these countries. There's, like, U.S. embassies there just like, yeah, this is a situation. My dude's over here. We might not make it in time to get you, but this whole this whole circus is getting shut down. It's all getting shut down. Bringing it to light. I'm missing fingers. I'm not going out quiet about this. <laughs> I'm missing fingers. I like how he sa- I like how he tried to save them. So bad he tried to. He tried them. He tried to save them little hot dogs of his, but nope. Nope, that big fucking guy got him. That guy was kind of cool. That guy had the worst job. I don't know what he was do- What was his job? Just cut up and get rid of him? Cut up the body parts so they were able to fit in this hole where you could burn bodies. And it's like, don't you think you just make a bigger hole so you wouldn't have to, like... Why don't you just get a crematorium place? Why don't you sell them on the black market and make extra money? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're already doing black market shit. I love that security guy. He's just got, like, the smallest little DVD player watching guard. Yeah. <laughs> just watching, like, such a big dude watching such a small thing. Like, with the leather jackets on, too. <laughs> That's so funny, man. Those dudes were jacked. And they were they added fear, man, because every time somebody escaped, there'd always be three of those leather jacket guys crossing yeah. into the hallway. Yeah, you don't like, want dude, that. No. These dudes will get you. Yeah, they will. These dudes are massive. Like, it just adds fear. It adds fear. That that whole, that whole like, uh, I mean, factory, if you will, where they orchestrate it. There's so many different floors, and it's a big, well-orchestrated, tight-knit thing. And it's just very I, – I applaud Eli Roth, man. That's well in-depth. That's like a such a place that seems real. That's not a real place, but in my head, I can think of the layout of that place and, like, what that is. You're like, uh-uh. Yeah. That's oh, crazy. Mm-mm, sir. Mm-mm. Christian Ramey, it's time for the one and only world famous Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Sloppy Horror rating, baby, yeah! Okay, here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, we are here at the world famous Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. We're going to rate this movie, not us, but he, Christian Ramey, the whole Sloppy Horror endorser guy himself, the guy, the captain of the ship here, okay? He's going to rate this as a horror movie, not a movie in general. So keep that in fucking mind, please. Okay? So we're going to do this in a series of four categories. Three of the categories worth three points. Last category is worth one point for a total of ten points altogether. That is correct. 
So, without any further ado to you, let's get into this. Let's go into the first category here in the Sobby Horror Podcast rating, and that is casting. Okay, casting. Uh, honestly, it's a very strong category in this movie. Everybody had to nail it to believe it because it's a big working machine. There's a lot of, you got the hot girls who are like duping these dudes in. You've got the the fake police officer people. You've got the henchmen. You've got the guys being vulnerable. You've got the creepy killers. This is a three out of three with acting. There is nobody in this movie where I feel like, okay, even the kids crushed it. Like, the kids, I believed those kids. I believed every part of this. Obviously, I know it's fiction, but there wasn't anyone that felt out of line. I thought everyone did a great job. Three out of three. I really think so. Makes sense to me. So that's three out of ten so far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's get into the second category here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is kills. There's no other answer but three out of three for kills. There's no other answer. This is hostile. I mean, they're drilling. He drilled into somebody's chest. We're cutting Achilles' tendons. You got kids beating dudes' heads in with a rock. You've got throats being slit. People being drowned in shitty toilets. Somebody get blasted by a car and then ran over by a train. Blow torches to the face. I know she didn't die right away, but you can kind of include. That's the cause of her death. So like. Kind of, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> in a roundabout way. Good old-fashioned shoots and gunshots and everything. Chainsaws, fingers are coming out. Like, I mean, there are just a wide variety of people getting messed up in all different kinds of ways. And it was done tastefully. And, and, and just that, that's what we ask for. I mean, if you're looking for kills, I don't know. Obviously, there are gorier films uh, from Hostel. But this is uh, when you're stepping into that territory where you're like, oh, okay, this is uh, this is big boy stuff here. This is big boy stuff. We're gonna see some things I might not see in your in the Conjuring. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this might not be in the new Scream. You know, so three out of three for sure. All right, so that's six out of ten so far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's get into the third and final three point category here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. And that is fear. Fear. What a great category because you have to ask yourself, how, how scary is this? And many times we're looking at films where, you know, we've got a hockey mask killer. We've got paranormal shit. And we still find fear in it. We don't rate many things zero. You're like, yeah, that's pretty scary. If I was in that, I'd be freaked out. This is 100% uh, could happen. This creates anxiety. This is a three out of three on fear. I don't know how you could go any different. This could actually fucking happen to you. The black market. I mean, it's only gotten like worse with time. Like the internet and technology. There could be a Tinder app for this where people are like bidding on your head. This is realistic, man. And then like, you know, we always say if I'm not fearing my own mortality, because there's a lot of movies that are scary, but they don't really have any deaths. You're like, well, if I'm going to live, how scared am I? You're not living. If you're getting out of it, I mean, maybe, maybe you'll get lucky. But if you're familiar with Hostel too, you're only going to get away for so long. Like these people are going to get you. This is <laughs> high elites, high elite, scary people. So going three out of three on fear, Mark. Oh, my goodness. I know, dude. This is scary. That is nine out of ten so far on yes. the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's get into the final one point category for half a point each. On rewatchability, Christian Ramey, I give it to you. Is this movie rewatchable? 
100%, man. I think it's honestly gotten stronger throughout the years. Obviously, like we were saying, the dialogue's a little different. People aren't saying retarded and fag and gay all the time, but they do in this movie. But aside from that, I think it only gets scarier because obviously if there's a little bit of climate going on over in Eastern Europe right now. I mean, people are just, that, that that's a thing where people will totally be freaked out by this. And I think it gets scarier as the years go by, honestly. Like, I, the more you know about geography and, like, understand the earth and, like, kind of, like, put yourself, like, because you're thinking from the get-go, like, why don't these dudes got a gun? Like, you're like, I would never be out without something that vulnerable. Like, you, your brain's thinking that. But I, so it gets scarier as you go on. So I absolutely, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've watched this. So I turn the spotlight to Ozark Mark for would he watch would he rewatch Hostel? Is it a movie that he could rewatch? It is a movie I could rewatch. It is, it is, it is. It's a classic, man. It's 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 now officially a classic movie. It starts it all. It's very rewatchable the way you do it, especially if you show it to somebody who's never seen it before. Absolutely. So that's another one that's thing. A that's a one thing you can put it out your pocket there and show them to them, you know. So that's his. That is, once again, a ten out of ten. Ding ding ding. That is a perfect score for Hostel 2005. The Slobby Horror Podcast stamp of approval. It's got 10 out of 10. We don't get many of those. We don't. We do not get many of those. But this is it just delivers. as far as a horror movie and the elements of a horror movie, it hits them on all of the categories. So congratulations to Mr. Eli Roth and the movie Hostel. You have gotten a 10 out of 10 here on the world-famous Sloppy Horror Podcast. I, I mean, I can't really go further in saying, like, you don't – what more would you want from a horror movie? You've got a wide variety of depth. You have realistic fears, and you have actors that know their job and know what they're doing. And is it is it it's something that like you know you can go back and watch again? It checks all of these heavily. Like I I couldn't like ask for more. If I say, hey man, you need to deliver a horror movie. All right, show me what you can make, and maybe you'll make some like PG thirteen kind of spooky ghost stuff. And it's like, man, this is good. This is good, man. Some pop scares. This is good. You're well on your way. This is like elite level, man. And this, honestly, that's why Eli Roth is Eli Roth. That's why people, I mean, hostile comes out of their mouth most times after saying his name. You get a couple Cabin Fevers, Green Infernos, you know, you mentioned in his other movies, but hostile. This put him up there. And I just don't think you can ask for more from a scary movie. I don't think you can. And for, like, I mean, I'm not, like, saying for a man. I'm just saying for a human being that doesn't get frightened easy. I mean, I still love Freddy and Jason. and my, I love all these things, but I'm not, I'm not afraid of it. I don't think it's scary. I find really cool premises and stories, but it's fiction. That's why I like it. It's a bedtime story. It's something I've never heard. This is some real-life freaky shit, dude. This is some, hey, this actually gets me a little anxious. I'm like, fuck, dude. Get out of there, man. Get out of there, bro. Go. Get the <laughs> fuck out of there. Whoa. And, uh, not many movies get me at that level. I still enjoy them. I still like watching them, but there aren't many that like actually, you're like, oh, man. This is a, my hands are sweaty. <laughs> Why are you so sweaty? It's watching Cops. It's <laughs> <laughs> watching Hostel. Exactly. They should have said that in the movie. They should have. Well, that's fantastic, Mr. Christian Ramey. We only have a short few minutes here left on this episode here, but welcome back. 
we are back now in this hot new season. Do you have any any hot things that you can mention? Say, do you know? Close us out here. Bring it. Bring us to the finish line. We are rounding third here, and we are heading home, folks. This has been a great, great way for me to take a season, or Ozark and I, I could say, we could take a season, make it fun so everyone can participate. Now, obviously, we're, Eli is, you know, he's facing up against Rob Zombie, so what we are going to do is alternate. Next week's episode will be a Rob Zombie's movie. That's what it will be, all right? Now, you guys have been a fan of our show, or for, uh, for you fans of the show, you've seen that we've done some Rob Zombie movies before, so it won't be a movie, obviously, we've already covered, so that might help narrow down the choices. But if you really want to know what we're going to watch, you know where you can find that? Well, we got bonus content out on Patreon. If you're saying, hey, what the hell is a Patreon? Honestly, it's a little site that's kind of like an OnlyFans for podcasts, if you will. We're not naked or anything, but it's a fun way that you can... Not yet, we're not. Exactly. If we get enough patrons and enough requests, I'll do an episode naked. Oh, for sure. I absolutely would. I absolutely would. But the way this works, folks, is there's a... You can subscribe and get some bonus content. We do another weekly show. I mean, we have another weekly show out, so there's lots of bonus content. Regardless of Mark's apathy in his face, it's actually a lot of fun, and you guys should check that out, and it's a fun way to support the show. So you guys should do that, patreon.com slash sloppy horror. And um, if you guys don't do that, we'll be back next week. With our fun episode with Rob Zombie, you can take a guess of what we're doing. We're going down into the other corner, down to Robert Zombert. Yes. See what he's got cooking up for us. Yes. Because he's got to come in. We just did a 10 out of 10 horror movie, so you know it's got to be some sort of a banger to keep in competition. Man, the competition is heating up. Who will win? I don't know. We're going to find out. But the getting's getting good if you're getting what I'm getting at. I'm confident. Yeah. So, folks, we appreciate your free time. We appreciate you for everything you do. I'm sure you're watching us somewhere. I don't know where you're watching, but we appreciate all the likes, the comments, the shares, the ratings. All that shit means the world to us. And, uh, man, I'm just excited to have you guys here with us. Yes. So, Very exciting Until next time. week. I guess we're out of here. Okay. We got to go. So, Bob. Goodbye. I have no idea what I just said.